0: your favorite Lodo bros back in the saddle ready to go and burn some bankrolls to the ground here's the thing at this point my bankroll is change can you light change on fire joe you know if we get enough uh gas on it i think we you can melt it down yeah right and um, melt it down and shape it into something else. Uh, let's see. Actually, last week wasn't bad for me in cash. Obviously, did Brandon catch a bag? Is that why he's not with us? Probably.
1: I mean, if anybody's going to, it's going to be uh, next week, Brandon.
0: <laughs> You're right. If anybody is, it's going to be him because he's the one that lays out these big bets, makes these crazy plays. He'll be the one to hit one. My dude was in for like four bucks
1: on a parlay last week that was supposed to win him like 1,200 bucks or something like that.
0: Right. Insane. He'll hit one. And the good thing is... The good thing about Brandon is he'll take a chunk of that. He'll go spend this on the podcast. Let's get some advertising going. Let's get these numbers up. And then I'm going to take the rest of it and I'm going to buy Powerball tickets. (laughs) So (laughs) That's what's great about that. All right. Follow us on uh, Twitter dumpster sports. Look in the show notes. We do have a DK league uh, for $1 contest that there's like four people in. So, uh, Love to have you join us. We're going to talk our favorite GPP plays of the week this week, and then we'll talk about the hometown boys, the Kansas City Chiefs at the end of the pod. First off, Joe, because I've been trying to refocus on GPP strategy this week, I'm looking at the top five projected owned players on the main slate this week. They are Joe Mixon, Devon A. Jamar Chase, the Titans, and B. John Robinson. These top five guys projected all to be owned over 25% in large fields. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to start here and figure out when the chalk fails, how do I set up to win? right? How do I put a lineup that is call it the pivot or whatever it may be. What does my lineup look like? Now the first thing that I pick out here is the Titans 26% owned. Now de- we can't pick defenses, right? I know that they're going up against Indiana. So my first inclination is to play Indiana as a stack. Yeah, because I mean, that's, that's it's not a bad idea. World.
1: Yeah, I mean right? you're directly attacking him, but the Titans are so so cheap. That that's the reason that they're um, th- that they have the ownership that they have because they're twenty four hundred bucks and they're going up against a rookie quarterback. That, uh, but I mean honestly, I I don't love the Titans this week other than the price tag. Uh, I mean you got a rookie quarterback, but he runs all over the field. It's not like he's getting sacked or throwing fifty times a game to put him in the position of getting sacked or throwing picks so I don't know that I love the Titans play call other than the price tag
0: okay so then how else can we pivot from this high ownership Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase right so I can certainly see Cincinnati what they doing what they've done all year long and fail so what's the pivot off Cincinnati just not playing Cincinnati is it playing Arizona what's that look like
1: I mean, I think the unfortunately, uh, like you did a couple of weeks ago when Josh Kelly was mega chalk, the, the direct pivot is to play instead of playing the run game, play the pass game or vice versa. But in this scenario, with them being two of the top owned guys and one's a part of the pass game, one's a part of the run game. I mean, if you if you're dead set on playing Cincinnati, <clears throat> you can either double stack it and play one of those two and then go get a lower owned guy like a, a Boyd Tyler or Boyd, Yeah. Or Higgins if he ends up playing this week, but I mean that's kind of tough. Uh, if you're not fading that game, then it's kind of tough to pivot off of those two the ways that we normally would.
0: Um, I mean, and it also is weird for me because I don't know that Joe Mixon is some big uh, pass catching back, right? So that stack is gonna look weird unless yeah, you're I mean, right. Unless people are going Burrow, Mixon, and Chase.
1: Yeah, I mean, realistically, if, if you go the Arizona side of it, you're, you're probably going to be fairly different. Uh, I see Marquise Brown is fairly high-owned as well.
0: So, so is Zach Ertz. He's in, like, the top 10. Here's the other thing. I was thinking about that. For Arizona to get there, if you pivot, Cincinnati's going to have to be there with them. Yeah. Right? So, to me, those two stacks are out and I'm just gonna have to go somewhere else is my entire thinking.
1: I mean, you don't, you don't have to. If, if you love that game for whatever reason, you think it's gonna go off, you can get different in other places and still be fine. Right. Um, I mean, having these high-owned guys, yes, makes you more likely to have similar lineups to other people, but it doesn't force you to have those lineups. As long as you're not running all four or five of these people out there, you should be able to differentiate in other places.
0: This is true. I agree. But now you really got to hit these other places because that's the whole reason we stack. Unless you can find a secondary stack that you love. So, all right, that's what I'm wrestling with this week. Let's go ahead then. Let's start talking position by position and maybe something will work out. I will say that, and this is kind of a spoiler if you will, for the rest of my picks. But I'm definitely looking at attacking that Chiefs-Minnesota game. It's got uh, the highest total on the board. Minnesota's desperate. Even though Kansas City's defense is good, I do think they score and they can bring Minnesota along. So I'm definitely looking at Patrick Mahomes this week. His ownership projected to be about 15%. um, Other than that, I do like C.J. Stroud again this week. I do like Houston. The problem with that game is it's going to be slow. Atlanta runs the ball a ton, so there's not going to be probably enough opportunities. But he's still only 6K, right? 2,200 cheaper than Patrick Mahomes. And I think C.J. Stroud is looking real good. Clean stacks there as well. So that's what I'm looking at. Joe?
1: Man, uh... (laughs) I hate to say it, and I've I've had this guy on my season-long team all season, and he's been burning me, but, man, Daniel Jones is just, he's so cheap. At some point, you got to think that the Giants get it right. I know they're down a lot of offensive linemen, and he's going to keep getting bum-rushed and sacked, but he doesn't lose points for sacks. He's a running quarterback. He can get out there and run. We called him Vanilla Vic last year. He was putting up 30-point games for us here and there. He's the kind of guy that could go off, and we just watched Miami get boat raced by Buffalo. Obviously, this Giants team isn't as talented as Buffalo, but they could get into a shootout with the Dolphins, and that could be a way to get different by playing Daniel Jones. Um, Hmm. He's 8% owned. Not super high for a quarterback. If you stack him with one or one or two of his people, you're probably pretty different. Because I don't think many people are wanting wanting to play Daniel Jones and a receiver or two this week. Um, other than that, I, I'm kind of on the same boat as you. But I would probably go the Kirk Cousins side of the, that Kansas City Minnesota game just just for the savings. Um, Patrick Mahomes we know loves Travis Kelsey, but it's it's real tough to double stack him. Um, Kirk Cousins uh, is a little easier. We we have Hawkinson, we have Jefferson that we know are going to get their fair share of the touches. Um, it, it's an expensive stack, but we save a little bit with Kirk Cousins. We save 1300 bucks.
0: You bring up an interesting point. I actually like that because then you can do a Travis Kelsey and Jarek McKinnon or Travis Kelsey right and Isaiah Pacheco it's still going to be super expensive but we do have some cheapies flying around out there and so maybe you go minnesota because everybody thinks kansas city's going to win so they lean towards that stack they're trying to guess rashid white or rashid rice or watson and we're over here smooth putting in pacheco and kelsey yeah i mean and and with with
1: every chiefs wide receiver they could easily have a game where they make one catch for 12 yards and it's a touchdown and they could also have no catches like right there's no there's no defined number two on this team right now so it just it's kind of rolling the dice if you're going to a chiefs wide receiver
0: very good bring back options there all right let's talk running backs right now one of the darlings in the backfield is devon Achan with good reason the guy looks awesome 27% projected ownership right now. I think a good pivot is a bit of a roll of the dice might be Raheem Mostert. I think that Miami can still score a bunch. And if they really start hammering the Giants, I do think, because people forget in that massive 70-point game, Mostert still had a very good game. And yeah. if Miami scores a ton, I still think there's a good opportunity there. Like I said, I also like Pacheco. And if you're thinking about that Indy Tennessee game, I got to say Derrick Henry still expensive, but pairs up well if you're going to eat that defensive chalk.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I actually love the Derrick Henry call. He's uh, pretty low-owned this week. And if you look at the ownership in large field, Uh, a lot of these guys are at that low to mid 6k range so if you're going anywhere outside of that range you're going to be getting different in your lineup build completely Um, right if everybody's throwing in two 6k guys and you drop down and take a Ramondre stevenson or you get way up to one of these derrick henry or b john robinson is is More expensive, he'll change your build a little bit. He's still got high ownership, but Houston's a team that we like to attack with running backs, and he's he's been a stud this year. So I don't hate Bijan. I I just am gonna attempt to stay away from this low six k range. Don't know if it's gonna work for me because a lot of these guys are definitely priced to play in my lineup.
0: But so I was gonna look. I'm looking at Indy's defensive stats. And they certainly are better on the ground. They only gave up 52 rushing yards to Houston. Now, Henry is not Damian Pierce. Obviously, they did give up 186 to Baltimore, but that was in overtime. And they gave up 164 to the Rams, again, in overtime. So, I do think it's possible that um, they give up... They give up a ton of yards to Henry, and like I said, there are some cheap guys. Any other running backs you wanted to mention?
1: If you're gonna, if you want to go super cheap, you could go like a Jalen Warren and roll the dice on him. Uh, Miles Sanders was getting a lot of run a few weeks ago, and he's all the way down at 5200 now. So I don't hate going there. Other than that, I mean, it's it's kind of just the six K range, and they are all pretty high
0: owned. You're gonna just have to, i guess everybody, right? Yeah. I mean. Unless you unless you dip down some and you're looking at a Miles Sanders, right, or uh, Jameer Gibbs, something like that. While we're talking about running backs, uh, Jonathan Taylor, it's Thursday evening. Is he going to play, and would you play him if he does? He practiced in full today. Is
1: looking like he might play, but I, I'm not touching him. I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole. Why? Uh, not this week because he's he's not in football shape. Uh, he, he could come in – looking like he could bench 500 pounds and run over a semi but i'm not playing him guy hasn't been hit in what eight months nine months not the guy i want to play week one i mean he's it's not like he's a super finesse back he's he's trying to run people over and uh, it's it's not the guy that i'm trying to play
0: i love it all right wide receivers where are you going
1: i mean wide receivers uh, i i would like to get some wide receivers from these higher scoring games but they're all looking super high owned um i don't i don't hate going to that miami team because guess terry kill is ridiculously expensive but we we see what kind of numbers he can put up same with uh i don't know why i'm blanking on jalen waddle's name both of those guys can put up ridiculously high numbers if we have Devin a chain going for 25 plus percent ownership that's a quick and easy way for us to pivot off of that ownership and possibly get ahead of the field if that game becomes a shootout we're good to go um other than that i'm I don't know why I'm so in love with C.J. Stroud lately, like you are, but I, I just really want to play those guys. Uh, Nico Collins, Tank Dell, both.
0: Bobby Trees. Dude, Bobby Trees is projected for three points. Matter of fact, two points less than Nico Collins, and he's 1,400, 1,600. My math is awful. I can't – my math am my reading. <laughs> Nico Collins is 5,600, projected for 12.7. Robert Woods, 4,000, projected for 10.6. Same ownership. Why would you Wait. not go Robert Woods unless you know something special?
1: Well, what, what has Robert Woods done this year?
0: Well, like, genuine question. question. No, it's a good question. Uh, let's look. I mean, there's three wide receivers there for you to choose from, all in that same sort of you know makeup. same sort of team let's see well and
1: didn't they didn't they have a, another guy that was doing fairly well I thought um maybe maybe I'm off but
0: Robert Woods so far in 2023 he's had six targets six targets nine targets and ten targets
1: sign me up for some Robbie Trees
0: right <laughs> 10 hole, targets hole. six catches 57 yards no touchdowns yet I'm not saying I mean, he's due
1: but I mean listen I'm not I'm not in the touchdown prediction game but yeah I mean it, it's just a, that amount of targets and now, love coming I, his way I, I'm in on that
0: but I do need to tell you it was 10 targets. Week one, nine, six, and six. Oh great. So we're going back. So it's going the wrong way for him. And I would imagine if you looked at those other wide receivers, it's probably the opposite there. Right? Uh
1: I mean, let see. The guy that the guy that I would be worried about coming in and taking some of his shine would be John Michi, and he's only had one and two targets in, in the three games that he's played, so I mean, I mean, we, overall, know, we know Tank Dell is going to get some love, but he right. had his lowest target share last week.
0: Overall, right, the target chart goes Nico Collins, 32, Robert Woods, 31, Tank Dell, 24. So, and then you have Dalton Schultz at 17. So, I'm with you. I think C.J. Stroud is a stud right now and is i mean he's having a legendary season so if you want to get in on some of that i and the thing is they could very easily hammer atlanta you know or try to pull atlanta along it wouldn't surprise me if they won that game uh but the problem is the reason probably nobody's going to play him is there's at least three, if not four pass catchers to consider and Atlanta plays so slow, they just run the ball all the time.
1: Quick so I feet think behind the curtain. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so we were talking before this started about uh, throwing some lineups in the solver. Um, and uh, my lineup in the solver was a Houston stack with a bring back of Bijan. Um, solver didn't like that. It was no. it was not good ROI. Real bad.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to figure out on the solver, are we trying to max out ceiling, projection, ownership, or what?
1: I, I mean, I think you gotta get that happy medium between everything, right?
0: Um, I guess. I don't know. You're the one that keeps coming up with these <laughs> lineups. Okay, let me throw a couple other wide receivers out there. Calvin Austin, the third, 3,500.
1: You know he's good because he's the third.
0: Yeah. I mean, dude, he's version 3.0. <laughs>
1: um, Listen, I, I played him last week. I'm here for it.
0: Uh, Michael Wilson for Arizona. He's another one. I mean. My,
1: okay. Okay. Talk to me about Michael Wilson.
0: Okay. So, Michael Wilson, let me look him up so I can get. Exact stats.
1: Okay. You're, you're you're throwing these Arizona guys out here like you think I that know. they're going to have to keep throwing against the Cincinnati team that has been absolute.
0: Dude, I'm with you. Okay, so Michael Wilson against San Francisco had seven targets, seven catches, two touchdowns. Now that's by far his biggest week before that two targets before that three. And then before that four targets. So all of a sudden, did he become the darling? Was it because they were getting smashed by San Francisco? I don't know what it was, but he went seven for seven and he is super cheap. He's 3,700. You
1: know know what I would like to uh, say right now Hmm. Uh, as, as a good friend, (laughs) <laughs> and okay. a a yes. good co-host of mine says, yes. Yes. I want to play good players on good teams. Good teams, I know. I don't know You're if you right. know, but but the guy that Michael Wilson is is attached to is is Joshua Dobbs. And uh, I don't know that he's good, and I don't think Arizona's good, so...
0: Yes. Okay, so then let me lay out my wide receivers this week, A.J. Brown. He's going against the Rams. Hopefully that will uh, be a shootout, right, and you can get some of that. And also I'm going to say Garrett Wilson going against a very bad Denver. Now, I know you're attached to Zach Wilson, but Zach Wilson all of a sudden thinks he's on one, played well against the Chiefs.
1: Zach Wilson was on one. I did right. look good
0: so now take him to denver right if if zach wilson's gonna have two very good games in a row denver gives him that best shot so um i would consider garrett wilson and um aj brown highest ceiling behind jefferson and tyreek hill did you do wide receivers
1: i did wide receivers
0: yeah i thought so just just checking. Like I already said, I'm going with Kelsey. I'm going to try to force him in this week. So I was looking at some of the injuries. Um, Minnesota has two safeties and two linebackers that did not practice and then limited in practice. So the guys that you would assume are covering uh, Travis Kelsey seemed to be in a bit of trouble on the injury front this week. So uh, I'm looking there. I'm going to look at – okay. I'm going to look at Tyler Higby. Now, is L.A. a bad team? Where are we at on that? I don't know. Okay. I mean,
1: they got some good offensive pieces. So okay. I, I feel like their offense could be good, but their defense is definitely rough.
0: Okay, I'll go with Tyler Higby on the cheaper side for tight ends at forty-one hundred. Okay, tight ends, okay. please. Listen,
1: uh, kind of in the same thought as you with Travis Kelsey, I am I'm looking real hard at T.J. Hawkinson and possibly forcing him in this week. Um, he's sixty-five hundred, so he's he's by far the second highest. Guy, he's only 1100 behind Kelsey. So obviously, there's some there's some money factoring into all of this. But he is currently projected at 3.9 percent ownership in large field, and even lower than that in small field. I mean, if TJ Hawkinson, who's getting targets out the wazoo, gets <laughs> gets two touchdowns this week at four percent ownership. I I will be dancing in the streets.
0: Um, now, would you be willing because of that game to go double tight end?
1: Uh, let me let me throw you a little peek behind the curtain again. Uh, okay. The Houston stack that I had in the solver had uh, double tight end: <laughs> Travis Kelsey and T.J. Hawkinson. And uh, again, oh, it, it was bad. On. It was real okay. bad. Um, that said, I I don't. I don't hate going double tight end with these two. Uh, if I were to actually go double tight end, it would probably be with one of those two and then some super cheap tight end.
0: That's the um, thing, man. I think you're right, and I stand with you on the double tight end hate because most of the time you're like, oh, I'm playing Janu Smith and Durham Smythe. But that's yeah. different when you're talking about Kelsey and Hawkinson.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're uh, – the only time that I think it's acceptable to go double tight end is in a week that Travis Kelsey, TJ Hawkinson, Mark Andrews, one of these, one of these very top tier tight ends that is basically a wide receiver for a reduced price gets out here. And then you also go and take random tight end. That's basically the, the stone minimum at, at wide receiver. So like three K or below, Then sure, get out there, live your best life, throw in a couple tight ends in a lineup. But when people are trying to run out here with two guys that are under thirty five hundred, like what's the point?
0: Right. I'd rather do anything. Dalton Schultz and Foster Moreau. Yeah, like not. No, like you're gonna these guys are gonna have to have way off the chart weeks for you to win.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's already kind of ridiculous for those guys to like score a touchdown and get you over 10 points now you're trying to do it twice in one week like it's that's not the gambling i want to do on on DFS.
0: okay which is fair all right let's talk hometown boys the chiefs snuck out a win in new york Definitely against the jets right didn't they worried me yeah it was weird uh, now they have the Vikings. This game is in Minnesota. The total is 52 and a half and chiefs favored by three and a half away. Where are you going on this one?
1: Man. Uh, I mean, uh, I guess if Patrick Mahomes doesn't like just lollipop some balls down the field, I think it's going to go over. Uh, I don't know that the chiefs cover. I, I, I don't know that the Chiefs win, but I would like to say over and Chiefs win.
0: The Vikings are in desperation mode, right? Right. So, man, I'm taking the under here. Um, Fifty two and a half is a lot. If Kansas City can win, I think it's because of their defense. If they don't win, I think I don't know that they can keep up with anybody at this point. Right, I don't think that they can win a shootout based on what I've seen from them so far this year, because you look at Detroit, a very good offensive team. That wasn't a shootout, right? Right.
1: I mean, I think so, at some point they're going to have to prove that they they still have the talent in this in this wide receiver room that they were so they willing do. to part with everybody else. I see, everybody everybody's hating on these receivers. I don't know that it's a receiver problem. I think it's a Matt Nagy problem.
0: Okay. Uh, but uh, but look we've seen what tony has done right and now he's dealing with injury issues and the thing about tony isn't isn't if tony is dealing with foot toe whatever it is injuries well he's supposed to be your wide receiver one well now you're not even hardly focused on him the guy's gone games with one target
1: Right, and I, the other guy that you paid a lot of money, MVS, is basically a glorified fly pattern runner. Like, he, right. he just runs straight down the field. Yeah, I mean, listen, like, I, I saw a, a a video of the All-22 of a Chiefs play or two from last week, and Travis Kelsey's running the 10-yard curl that is supposed to sit down in the middle of a zone, and then you got three guys running to a... a to the same spot, basically. And then the fourth one is running straight down the field. So, I mean, what, what is Patrick Mahomes supposed to do with that? Like, well, at some and, point, you have right. to say, is it, is it that these wide receivers are all horrible, or are we not open because we're running everybody to the exact same spot and hoping that Travis Kelsey pulls off some Travis Kelsey stuff?
0: Do they not know the routes? Have they not been with the team long enough? Is I one of them running right? Is one of them running for... the routes, and the other one's trying to, you know, make something happen, and ends up in the same spot. I mean, it was, I can't it imagine was too all quick of, of a play.
1: it was too quick of a play to even remotely like have them not still running their routes.
0: So you think and they Matt had Nagy's calling the bad routes? Uh,
1: listen, I I can tell you that Matt and Aggie went to. Went to Chicago, right, and got Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky, who knows if he's great at football, but I do know that Matt Nagy didn't put him in a situation for Mitch Trubisky to be good at football. Mitch Trubisky is an athletic quarterback, and Matt Nagy was like, ah, you're going to be a pocket passer on this team. Like, why are we we not putting our players in the best position for them to succeed? So if if we have a bunch of young kids that – are quick and fast. Why Why are we running them on routes that we should have possession receivers running? Like we had Juju last year and he's a possession receiver. So great, have him run those routes. But I mean, Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell are just running free and open. And sure, there's something to be said for they are superior athletes or talents or whatever. But Gabe Davis is running wide open in Buffalo. Like you can't tell me that Gabe Davis is 10 times the player that the five wide receivers we have. Like at some point you should be able to script somebody open with a play call and we can't do it. We don't do
0: it. I I mean, interesting. Okay. Okay. I'm with it. I'm here for it. Hopefully our couple audience members listen all the way through to catch that gold because that's, that's the frame I'm going to put around this game when I watch it. This weekend, Chiefs-Vikings. I would love to see the Chiefs win here because it's really going to make the season awkward if you go and lose to Minnesota in week five. Right. When you got beat by the Lions. Lions a good team. I'm not saying that, but you don't want to lose to the 0-4 Minnesota Vikings. That would not be ideal at this point. Make you 3-2, and two, barely 500. So, all right, let's hope that we're both wrong. What did I say? I said, I said Chiefs win. We want okay, me to be right. I'm going to take, take Chiefs money line, but I'm taking the under.
1: All right. I'm, well, gonna I'm going to give it to Andy
0: and Pat Mahomes.
1: I'm going over, hoping that Matt Nagy finally starts calling with some decent yeah, plays. Yeah,
0: let's go. I'm and here for the Matt Nagy nagging.
1: About it. Look, I need I need 30 from the Chiefs this week.
0: (laughs) I hope you I hope you get it and I hope they all go through Travis Kelsey and Pacheco, because that's where my stack is. Come and get it. Love it. All right, he's JKNKC. Follow him on Twitch, follow us on Dumpster Sports. All the relevant links in the show notes. Big Brandon out winning a basketball tournament, carrying a team on his back in the some adult league probably here in town. Um I feel bad for the 50-year-olds out there trying to box him out. <laughs> so for Brandon, for JKNKC, I'm Brady. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dumpster Fire Sports podcast.